0: circumstances in our lives that challenge us get made with Greg Harris it might just save your life to the Get Me Show with G Blackwell Harris. Get mm-hmm. me, get made, get me, get me, get me, get me. All made. right. Get me, get me, get me, get me, get me. Get me get Game get is me. to be sold. And I just told, told. But don't sell your soul. Sell yourself. Get made, get made, get made, get made, get made, get made, get made. Get made. Game is to be so told... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the Get Made Show with Gregory Harris. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Greg Harris here with the Get Made Show, broadcasting to you live from Hollywood, California. And I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the BBS Radio Network, where we are the largest live internet radio streaming network on the planet, BBS Radio Channel 1, which is I happen to be on. And as, as I said before, I want to welcome you to the show. Just a heads up for this week's show, um... This particular show is going to be a cursing and maybe a little cussing type of show. So now you know, just a heads up on it. Uh, I want to definitely give a shout out to, uh, rest in peace to the, you know, the loss of John McCain, Senator McCain, for his service that he's given the country here and given us, and to his family. I just want to send out, you know, my you know, the most heartfelt. It's just, I mean, just when you lose a loved one alone, it's just, it's never, it's never easy. And just, I would also want to send, uh, you know, my warmest regards to my cousins in Chicago. I lost a cousin in Chicago this past weekend as well. First cousin. And just, as I said, uh, it's just never, just never any kind of way, but it's definitely part of the process. And, um, when that happens on a personal note, in my opinion, to me anyway, it, uh, it, it broadens for me, gives me more understanding of the process, you know, the born death process, you know. So for me anyway, it brought me closer to really taking a look at that and understanding it for what it is and that strengthens me a little bit better and allows me to govern myself more. But on to the show past that. Uh, As you know, I like to uh, talk about just... But I was going to talk about some things that happened this week and just looking at uh, the monitor here and there's 11 shot, uh, four shot and (laughs) oh my God, just at the the convention they were having for the gamers today, just this day from what I'm seeing on TV here. And it's just, it's just the thing, man. It's like, uh, and that's one of the main purposes of the show as well. It's just to get a heads up and, um, uh, a align an alignment, if you will, as to how we move out there and how we walk, not in a scary way, but just more in a cognizant way. But yeah, 11 shot four dead. And just, uh, you know, It's never good. But at any rate, uh, this week I wanted to speak more so about race. You know, um, that's why I say it may be some cussing, it may be some cursing, because I may need those words from time to time in these particular topics just to get the full impact or give the full impact of what I'm saying. So you'll be able to get the full impact of what I'm talking about. As I said, in my opinion, that's what this is. And just to let you know up front, I like to say that made, in case you don't know, if you're first time listener here, if you're just listening, if you're listening on the podcast, it's a state of mind that allows you to come from, if needed, being one way or coming from one place and being another way and being in another place, meaning you, your way, your walk, uh, your confidence, you know, your own authority, uh, your own uh, Governorship of yourself and your home and you you know your loved ones and the people around you, you know and uh, how you can command these things. So that's what made is basically about. Whether you're that way now or not, because it is a qualification. I said, uh, which I'll get to, but I said a few things online this week on Instagram in reference to being made, because I get that question from time to time from people who don't know, and usually people who ask me, "Well, what does made mean?" If you ask me that, then you really You may not even get it if I told it to you, because the thing is, it's it has several meanings. And just to know one of them is the whole catchphrase of the word made is the uh, is the main one, because no matter what it is, it's respected. So, I mean, across all the walks, period. So so if a person just can't get that portion or that part of it or that aspect of the trade, you know, Mark, Ben, you know. It's not even up for trying to explain. But on to the race topic. uh, You know, I like to speak to people. I like to speak today. I like to speak to white people. Today, I like to speak to black people. I speak to a lot of people through my, you know, throughout my travels on a daily basis. White as well as black. So I'm going to say I'm going to allow that to qualify me to speak on the subject. Not that I can speak for all blacks. Or I can speak for all whites or I can speak on all whites or I can speak about or on all blacks or any other race as I can. But I can uh, sort my things out that I know based on the conversations and the people that I've met in my travels. All of them. So to white people, and that's what all this is based on. But to white people. You know. This is how I feel about it. The white people I'm talking about are the ones, first of all, the ones that are online now that are just, when they see a black person, they just go crazy for whatever reason. Hey, this guy's squeezing on a watermelon over here. Okay, that's just a crazy person. Just my opinion. Not just past, past racist. That's just, this is a crazy person. Because a racist will look at that person and say, it's crazy. So, those people, I don't have anything to say to you. There's nothing you can tell a person like that. But, but just to white people who make black people or even other people, I got to speak for black people because I happen to be black, that make black people feel uncomfortable, not so much for myself, because as a made guy, I walk across things. So you'll know, just so you'll know. But just for topic's sake and just for... Others' sake. Okay. So the white people that just look at a black person, or maybe took the elevator, you know, like I spoke about last week on the show, tuck the person in the elevator, or just give a look. You gotta remember, I grew up in Chicago, as I said before, and growing up, the white people I saw in Chicago had class. It's a very classy city. And the black people that I saw that had class in Chicago emulated the white people. I'm just being frank about it, being honest about it. That's what I saw as a youngster. But it was a great emulation. I liked it once I saw it. So for anybody to emulating one like that for a good way that you're doing a living you know conducting yourself that's great so for the white people that want to make others feel uncomfortable looking at them sideways or that's not classy so just any people that feel they have to do that to be to catch yourself and to be cognizant about what you're doing before you do it or even while you're doing it just think is this classy what I'm doing because I'm white, so I got to be classy. Got to keep it classy. Because that's a role. I mean, that's the image you got to keep. Now, now, no, come on. Don't come off of that pillar. So, if you just think about that and keep that in mind before the action, you know, the action of a look or of a way, it's that classy. That may help in that regard. Not just uh, because I know color, people can be color struck. I understand that. It's a different, I mean, we're different, period. Just on the surface, when you look. Any person who says, we're not different, you're crazy. That's what I see every day. So, I have to say that. Stop acting like you have no class. So, allow that little thing to check you before you do a classless action. And for black people. Well, let me get back to the white people first. We're raised differently, and that going to combine. It's going to flow right into black people. Us, we're raised differently. We were raised differently. White and black people were raised differently. Period. Okay, for the most part. So, if a white person at the same time is looking at your side, a lot of white people just weren't accustomed to. Not seen being around a lot of black people. I've been to places where there weren't any black people, and I'm there working. I'm talking about today's time, right now. And it's nothing to say, oh, what? Hey, no black people there. None showed up. That's what it is. That's what it was. I was there working. So, Oftentimes, a lot of times, a lot of white people are just accustomed accustomed to being around only white people. That shouldn't get me pissed off. That's that man's, that's that person's way. And that's how it's been. Oftentimes, they were raised like that. I know that. Not like they've never seen a black person. That's back in my day, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. You heard that. I know white people that said, I've never seen a black person until I came to Chicago or until I did this or went to school or whatever. That's that's another day. So we are just commercials alone. You see black people all day. But I'm saying interacting, being around and at the club and here and there and wherever else, the street, the store that they're going to just doesn't occur. In a lot of places. Now, to us, to black people, every person that looks at us like that or look at you like that or look at him or her like that, it's not, doesn't necessarily have to be a race. I'm not going to say they're not a racist, but they necessarily doesn't have to be a racist because, as I just said, what they're accustomed to, how they were raised, how they were reared, not to hate, but eh, am I, I'm not used to this. And some may do it another way, just walk up and say like, hey, hi, I'm Bobby or whatever, just out of curiosity. It's the same curiosity. One person will look one way like, what the hell are you doing here? And the other person will walk up and say, hey, I'm Bobby, how are you? And it's so based on perception and fear and a whole lot of other things that, you know, I'm not accredited to tell you what it is. But I can say that that is a difference. That's the difference. So with black people, everybody's... In, who come off like that is not necessarily a racist. It's just being white. I told that to my friend of mine. He's just being white. Is there anything wrong with being white? No. If he's white. So it's just the the same thing. It's the opposite of that, which is also the same, is, for instance, if we're at a black picnic, let's say in Centennial Park or even Chicago, we're in Garfield Park. Let's go there. And here's a white guy coming walking up to the picnic in the park. We're going to look at him. Some people are going to look at him and say, is that the police? Some people are going to look at him and say, who is he? Some people are going to look at him and say nothing and just look at him. Some people are going to look at him and say, and get pissed. Some people are going to look at him and say, hey, what up, man? And walk up to him and greet him. Who you with? Who you looking for? And just walk up to him, hey, now. Nah. So it's just based on the person, how he is, and the perception and this, you know, the outlook. So that tones, I feel in my opinion, just me, that could tone a lot of stuff down if we understood that more. we talk, yeah, we need to talk about race, but ain't nobody saying shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. We need to it needs to be an open discussion, I think. Uh race, we really need to talk about. But nobody's saying shit. <laughs> but we need to talk about race. Nobody's saying shit. Reminds me of the homeless. Yeah, we need to do for the homeless. They're still homeless. It's more and more every day. I'm there all the time. I know. I can t- count the tents. I'm always down there. So a guy just, I'm billionaire, big wig, just went and bought a building. Rehab this thing and start moving them in, man. I don't want to hear that shit. We need to do something about the home. Same thing, we need to talk about race. Nobody's saying shit. Everybody mad. And what you need to do is, you can't tell nobody what you need to do. So, my two cents is that. And you know, I stand, as far as Mexicans, I stand for illegal immigration, but I am a driver. And I drive a shiny car. And I got to say, there's a lot of Mexicans out there with the blowers that's blowing the dust all around. And when they see a big, black, shiny car like mine come down the street, they don't even acknowledge it. And they're blowing in my direction. So, you know, as I say on the show, I'm not a blamer. And I don't mind. Doing my part to, let's get around this. I don't mind that. I do it all day. But it It's full blowing. A cloud of dust. Look like a haboob. I'm like, okay. And then another one. And another, everywhere. Hollywood, Beverly Hills, L.A., downtown, everywhere. Orange County, everywhere. Malibu, everywhere. Blowing dust with the dust blower. So I feel I just want to opt to have those guys deported with the blower. Make sure you take his blower and throw that over, too. Those are the only ones, personally, that I have a a personal thing with because they're not acknowledging that a car is coming down, especially a big black one, shiny, and I pay a lot to have my car waxed. So here's a guy blowing dust, not grass, as he should be, or leaves, or... Uh, mulch, or whatever, you know, whatever's in the grass. It's blowing dust and dirt on a 90 degree day. So, yeah, yeah, that's my, I'd vote for that one. Get that guy out of here. And I stand for illegal immigration. With it. That's who makes the city move. That's who are working the city, hammering and making this thing look the way it look. So, that's my acknowledgement for them, wherever they're from. But seriously speaking, uh, hate creates blind spots, you know. I'm not asking anyone to you know think a certain way for me, because as I said, the name of the show is Get Made. I'm made. I think for myself. I govern myself. I don't have to worry about if Trump swaying me a certain way or if Obama doing this. Did he vote it in or not? I still got to go and do what I do every day, and I'm going to do it. That's why I don't have a huge opinion on it. As I told a client of mine we were writing, talking, I was like, hey. He said, okay, what do you think about this, that, and the other? But I think one way, but I'm saying, uh, well, who, what do you feel about the Democrats? I said, well, you know, I'm a Laker fan and a Raider fan. Huge and, you know, the Rams are back, so we'll go to a Ram games every now and then. But politics is not my game. See, I like football and basketball. The reason why I line it up with those sports is because Magic, the Raider guys, or even the Rams are not saying, hey, G, we're going to run the 52-49-6 play next. And we're going to send Jeremy Hill, no n- nobody in particular, to the left. To wide receiver to catch up. In other words, they're not telling me to play. And guess what? Neither are the politicians. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's all a game to me that I, you know. But you have to participate because it affects you. Exactly. That's right. That's why. That's why I don't play, because it affects me. That's why. For anything that affects me that you're not giving me the heads up on, or you're not calling me in to fill me in and giving me the backroom discussion that's going on, because I've been there, I've done it, then I don't need to partake in it, or I could just choose not to and just choose another game. Like I said, in my case, it's basketball and you know football. So that's why. So a lot of things that we're divided on, like I say, they create blind spots when you stay there with it. And that's the whole purpose for being made so you can change. That's that's the change phrase for me. I mean, you got to hold up and honor up to be a made person. You know what I mean? But it's like it takes work. But if there's nothing wrong, then you don't need work as I out every week if I can. I try to give you a good story as well. You just try to listen for that. But the, the, the program is based on change and, you know, building and just getting better in, this, in the process and just because you're not going to stop a person from being racist or any other way that you don't like or you're not going to do that. So the only thing you can do is build yourself up and build your tolerance up and your courage and your confidence as well as your knowledge, not just about the person that's being racist about yourself. To find out how thick your metal is, how thick your skin is, what are you made of, but you gotta look into it. You just don't know. It's like going to the gym, you're looking over there at the guy. Damn, he's pushing five wheels. Man, you got four hundred to change on there. And you just go I go, there, well, I can hit the two, but you haven't been working out. You haven't tried it. You get under that the thing. If you're not ready, it's gonna you're gonna look different when you get up. So it's the same thing. You got you to groom up. You got to train up. You got to adapt to the new way of thinking. I had the benefit of having the time. But as I said before, it don't stop. It, it don't stop even today. I mean, you know, I have to uh, utilize my skills, especially in these times. I get tried all the time. And I got, you know, I got a good way about me that's that works for me. So I don't get bothered, but I get tried all the time because... It's up to me to see to say what's trying me. A person could just wink at me. What you say, motherfucker? (laughs) He just winked. It's up to me. The wink is serious. I'm gonna boy if I can get out of this car. See, it's up to me. But damn, gee, it was just a wink. I know, but man, (laughs) I'm telling you. See, so it's nothing. It's nothing until we make it something. Or to put it better, it ain't shit. Until we make it something. So that's the whole thing on that. And just, you know, one thing, if you can't take anything away from the show today, please just take away from this. The hate creates blind spots. And in blind spots, you know what that means. You can't see what's over there. You can see, but you can't see what's there. So don't create that that's that uh view for yourself. Don't create a blind spot. We're trying to take shit away that's hindering us. So don't create your own blind spot. But on to the news, you know, I like to talk about, you know, what happened to uh not that it's a news show so much, but just topics about it. But uh <laughs> we can't miss what's going on this week about the feds and Trump and the whole shot with that. And I gotta speak on it because, you know, being an old guy that uh Been through the system, the federal system, before, as you say. The show now, and I was thinking earlier that the show was jail, parole, probation, survival—the original name of the show. And I'm like, hey, maybe we should go back to that name with all the people going to jail and, and being arrested and being getting deals and just being in the system in D.C. The thing is, you don't have to go to jail. You don't have to do any of that. They call you, I guarantee whoever they're talking to has been in there and has been giving a number. I have a number that'll, it'll, look, I have a number that will outlive, it outlives my social security. It'll just, it just does away with my social security. (laughs) They're not worried about me. You see? They're just not. That's the government. Those are the people. So they know. And, you know, I got some things to say on it. For one, they made a strong chess. meaning the feds made a strong chess move on the president when they made it appear that the Cohen guy didn't cooperate with them, first of all. Just, you know, that's just, that was strong because that's confusing. And so he has to take, ah, this guy, he's, he's this, that, and the other. He said, but then he's saying he, you know, he doesn't welcome a pardon or whatever, know, know, whatever that meant. That was tricky because that's some just because Trump's a clever guy. So just, just little things to make you say, hmm, will make you think for just a moment. Then the news guy said, very sobering. You know, which I thought was uh, perfectly said. Because Trump, to be in my opinion, he acted like he didn't see Will Smith's movie, Enemy of the State. That movie right there in itself, it tells (laughs) tells you to get down. It'll tell you. How they're capable of acting, even if it's a story, because a story always comes from somebody. I've, I got a story like no other, because nobody else can write it. But a story always comes from someone. And that enemy of the state, that's one of the stories that stays with me. Because I know it has a lot of truth in there, with you know the capabilities and so forth. In other words, this: if I can get on my iPhone and look at Google Maps and look down at the place. Well, I was born in Chicago. While I'm talking to you right now, I can pull it up and look right down. It doesn't matter how old it is. I can look at that block. What can If I can do that, what can I do? What can't I do? Because years ago, we weren't able to do that, but somebody was. Years ago, we weren't able to pull up anything on Google and look and see what's going on in St. Louis, but somebody was live. So, you want to have a fight with them? So react like you can see in the state. And then the guy, Manafort, got found guilty big time. And just I look, when they put it on TV, CNN put his mugshot on TV, the first thing I thought about that's a damn shame. Because last week I talked about dressing, and I know he misses clothes because, hell, you wear brioni suits, and that's a lot of money. And you miss that if you're in, you're in jail. But when I saw that mugshot of Manafort, the first thing I thought about, oh, hell, he experienced it. I saw the tattered looking green, because they change colors in there, green jumpsuit. They'll dress you like a Skid Row bomb in there. Especially if you don't know anybody, when you come in that where he's located, doesn't matter what city, any MCC, MDC, any of those MCs, which is, uh, you know, the main jail for the feds. It's like a county jail for the feds. The clothes are just it's like you're homeless in L.A. They had the guys wearing I mean, because I was able to, you know, anytime you can go to the store, you can buy underwear at the store, you can buy socks, you can buy a sweatsuit, you can, it's the feds, you can buy the stuff you want to wear. So i never wore the stuff that they had. But when you're going through the system, coming through, they had pink shorts. I call it vomit pink. That's the color, salmon, but vomit, even, you know, pink, just ugly, just bad. Just bad. The color is bad. Makes you feel bad. It looks bad. It's just a bad color. Immediately affects you. I don't know where they got it from, but it's the government. They got it. It's just it was a drab, bad feeling color. So so when I saw the green on Manafort, I'm like, oh, they did you, huh? Because they put that on. They allowed that to be put on you for a reason. Everything's for a reason with them. It's a cold breakdown. He looked like a slave in the 1600s trying to get somewhere. He's pretty tattered. Unless you know someone, and I mean, he may not have friends in there. It may not even be for him in there. The ones. Oftentimes, a lot of Mexicans run the clothing department, you know, illegals or whoever. Just they're doing the clothing. And they're running shit. Everything cost, Whatever you want to get done. We can sit there and complain about it. That ain't going to work. We're back to Trump. Trump trying to figure it out right now. Because right now, if you don't know what's going on, he's playing some chess against some of the best chess players on the circuit. Reminds me of a guy inside in Victorville, high level. Bonnie. There's nothing feminine about him but his name was bonnie and the guy shot <laughs> chess with no queen the first thing he does is takes his queen off the board and say okay let's go that's a master you'll never see daylight again but he's uh one of the best chess players i mean everyone in there which people talk and everyone knows about him he's just you know makes a lot of money playing chess it's he's the best i've ever seen ever And that reminds me of that because this guy has moves. He's like 10 moves in front of you, whatever you're thinking. To be that dialed in like that. Well, that's how these guys are because they're setting the stage, they're making the rules, and they're playing the game too, in the dark. That's basically what he's up to because everybody's saying Mueller, 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 but you don't ever see or hear Mueller say anything. And then it's they. This is a president. I heard him say they I heard the other day, I don't know if anyone else heard it, but I heard President Trump say, what they're doing is, I'm like, they're, they, 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 damn, you sound like me. But you're the president. Who are they? See, because when I say they, if I'm in the feds, yeah, man, you know, they ain't shit. right? (laughs) That's all of them. I'm they and everybody, they and the whole thing. I'm hot I'm pissed at the whole system so when you say they he's part of the they right so that's it's ghost that you're talking about when you say they because if I'm saying they the system nobody here nobody can hear me and nobody gives a damn if I file a grievance or something that's different okay they'll answer it they still won't give a damn but if you just throw it in the air they ain't shit or they wrong or they they don't know man they don't know, they don't hear you, and you're talking to ghost. So, so when I heard President Trump say, they he's talking to the people, but he's talking about ghost. Because it's not even Mueller. I haven't heard this guy say one word. One I was telling a friend of mine, he said, yeah, he said, Call me. He haven't said anything since. So you're talking to ghosts. There's no one there. No one's saying anything, but a lot of shit is happening. Nobody's saying anything. See, I'm saying that to you because that's what happens. This is how they do it, so you'll know. Get you to a point where you, like I told a good friend of mine, about a year back, when he first took the first jab at Comey, I said, well, here's the deal. Doesn't matter what happened to him. You win this fight, you're king for life. If you beat these people, you're king for life. And they show you how they wrap it up. So what they do, I was telling my buddy, well, within time, you'll see he'll be standing all alone in the corner. Because to go so deep before you was born. They got with a guy who dealt with your father and his money and flipped him. Man, that's a man playing chess with no queen, man. Or playing chess with three queens. Nah, come here. You'll move. Man, I don't want to move. You're going to move, man. You'll move, man. So the only move I can make looking at all three of these queens is erratic, just crazy moves, talking to spirits and all kind of stuff. And that's what they do. They get you to a point where you're all alone and you got to figure it out, but you don't even know what to figure out. But you got to figure it out because you got to remember. These are the people who, you know, caught the Russians, so to speak. And when we, you know, when you think about it, we as Americans, we really don't know what that really mean. They say, yeah, the Russians, the Americans caught the Russians. They were doing this and doing that. We're doing I'm liking shit on Facebook that the Russians put on there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, dirty motherfuckers, I like that. And Make a comment too. Fuck them. Okay, I didn't say that, but just somebody somebody's doing it. So there you go. So if they're able to catch those guys who are putting stuff up like that and the Russians who are Basically, the deep, dark web, i tell me the feds have to be down there, at least, if maybe even deeper. And yeah, that's just something to think about. I mean, it's just, some, you know, people you don't start a fight with because I liken that to uh, a mo- that movie. Uh, the Matrix, one of my favorite movies, the first one, all of them, but the first one. Mainly, when the guy Mr. Smith can turn anybody can turn into Mr. Smith. You <laughs> see, that's what Trump's dealing with, and I'm saying Trump's dealing with it because that's the feds. I'm telling you from experience, not CNN, not MSNBC, nowhere else, because they're t- they're giving you a different version. This is from experience. They isolate you, and I can pu- I can pull up five more people and sit or call in talk. And tell you the same thing. They isolate you in different ways. I mean, with different people, it's like God. He deals with everybody differently. And that's how they are. Not to liken them to God so much, but best analogy I can have because that's what he does. He likens every, he, he deals with everyone differently. So don't tell me your story and tell me what to do. Well, this is how you got to deal with the feds. And we have different type of lifestyles and different cases and different things we do. And they looking at us different because the different type of feds, are going to come to you. So it's like. It's like a pastor. A preacher telling you. You got to do this. You got to do that. And you got to do this. Okay that was the way you entered. And walked your walk. And in a way, the way. That was the dialogue you had with him. But this is a personal thing. So everyone has to have. A, their own experience. And it's going to be different. Because we're different. Hell I got four brothers. We're all different. So that's how they are. How, whatever you're into, you're in the drug, I was never so dope in my life. I used to use drugs. If you're in the drugs, selling drugs, some people like you are gonna come see you. Me, I was into finance, high finance, you know, white collar, blue tie, the whole shot. Those are the people that came see me. The Brooks brothers, Manafort looking people. That was my people. They came to see me. And the guy, when they was sweeping the street on the different neighborhoods, war on drugs, I was in there when they were coming in. Each drug dealer, back to the drug dealer on the street, the Fed who got him looked like him, just to give you a clear cut understanding. He looked like him. It's just hard to see. So I have to liken that to the Matrix. Mr. Smith. It could be a lady serving coffee behind the counter. And would you like cream with that? And all of a sudden some shit break out around the way. And she pops and turns into a Mr. Smith <laughs> suit, shirt, tied, glass, shades, the whole shot. Right in front of you. That's how they are. So that's a hard battle. It's hard, hard to fight that one. Because anybody... And turn to them. Then, you know, that to just do the whole show on this. But, you know, it's just a big topic and it's a big deal because some big mm-hmm. shit going to happen behind it. The thing is, it's why you don't see anybody around, family, friends, anybody, associates, attorneys, money people, Everybody's going, And that's what they do. They'll isolate you and not come to you, but still, hey, figure it out. So, yeah, that's the thing about that one. And uh, you just don't start a fight with them. You should know that. And it's like, you know, I got to say for white people, especially rich, if you're rich and wealthy, you should know this. Now, black people, I'm going to go ahead and say this to you and let you know. As far as the government, the FBI and so forth, like the law, for instance, to show you the difference, the law, uh, you don't lie to the FBI. Now, growing up, I've been around a few years, this black person, a black man in Chicago, in America here. Nobody in the neighborhoods knew anything back in my day about a damn FBI. The hell are you talking about? No, Feds have nothing to do with up in here. Nobody's doing nothing federal. The only people that would see a Fed back in that day, meaning, let's say 50s, 60s, 70s, was... Maybe a bank robber or a guy had he got caught with a perforator machine, which is a machine that make checks back then, with the colors and stuff, the ink, green, blue, or red, whatever. You pull it like that down with the lever, and it make a check. You get caught one of them, it's a federal offense. But the feds hung around, and maybe for the Black Panthers, yeah, that that was they were in the neighborhood for that. That I remember, especially in Chicago. But you didn't see you when you well, if you saw a Fed, uh, I guess you would know from watching. For me, anyone watching, an I Spy, Bill Cosby, it was for like agents. But that was like a Fed-like looking person to me, or you know, like that. But they didn't come around the neighborhood like that. That was that's white people stuff. So the the law. I said all that to say, you don't lie to the FBI. No black people that I know of. Ever knew that law, ever. But if you're a high finance white person, you should know. Because back then, white people, you know, you to, to be a federal federal officer, in a lot of white families, you had families that had you know knew people that was federal. Now, nobody knew federal officers in the neighborhood, like that. That's just, that 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 didn't have that wasn't no. It wasn't part of that world. Period. wasn't part of my world. Just wasn't. Unless you did something federal, everybody knew about it. And they'll be right over there. So it's like, I'd look at Trump like that, and the rest of them, you know, he got caught. Oh, hell yeah, they got him lying for the FBI. That's why they got the damn charge. That's their main, that's the thing they stand on, because they already know the answer when they ask you. So you didn't, huh? Ask you one more time. No, no, I didn't. Okay, all right then, we'll be contacting you. And leave, and you can leave. Drug dealers. I've been the Feds. I've heard all everything you can hear as to what goes on. I know a lot of people that was involved. One guy in particular, big drug dealer. You buy the keys or whatever you're buying from, you leave. The feds they've been investigating for say six months. They live around the corner. When you turn the corner, they pull you over. Take the dope. Take your license. Take a picture of your license. Give it back put you back in your car and let you go on your merry way. Now, for them to do that, man, that's confusing on both ends because I don't trust you and you don't trust me. Can't. Glad to go. If you tell me I can go, I'm leaving. But I, Wait a minute, I can leave? Yeah, go. But now I got to watch that fool, man, back there. He working with them and then he's thinking the same thing because he's going to find out they want. They're going to make sure he find out. So it's it's a game. It's just a cold game. So the thing is to fight against something like that. You need a moral compass with a moving scale. If your moral compass doesn't have a moving scale. You're not going to win that game. You're not going to win in that game if your moral compass doesn't move over. If you can't adjust it to move all the way over if you need it to be, that means you'll do anything. You're not winning in that game. I don't care who it is. So that's just a thing, you know. So you would think like, you know, be a billionaire and make a lot of money smart. But that's not smart if you didn't know that. If you didn't know that. It's just a thing you would think someone like that, a fox like that, because he's pretty crafty or have been, wouldn't know that. All those guys, they're walking, you know, they're walk, perp walking. Even to be on TV and saying with the caption underneath, he's taking a deal or he's doing this. And that's a cap a perp walk for them. These big boys. But on another note, just to let you know. They're there to do what they do, and they're doing what they're doing. But back to the show about being made. You know, we're all basically called to serve, as I mentioned before, and, you know, to be served as well. And the killer is individually. Doesn't matter. No matter, as I said before, and I told them on Instagram, you know, they only give you 59 minutes or seconds on there to say something, and it touched my heart to let them know that, It doesn't really matter what you're doing. Like I said, as a mechanic, uh, if you're into music, you could be working at McDonald's. Now, I've been around a long time. And there's one thing that I like out of everything that I've encountered. I just love to hear and love to feel and love to know. It's just a good feeling. You get stronger and you can move on better and everything. And that's a guarantee. You know, a real one, though. You know, it's just a good thing. It's a warm thing. It's just a good thing. Somebody can give you a guarantee. You sleep better that night because you're guaranteed. So today, I'm going to give you one. Doesn't matter whatever you're doing. As I said before, you can be working in a restaurant, you in the music industry, a mechanic, an attorney. A boss of bosses, it does not matter the building, a person that built buildings and apartment buildings and pump gas, whatever it is. If you start looking at it, if you're not already doing it, if you are, big ups to you. But if you're not, if you start looking at it from a serve perspective. I guarantee whatever you're doing, if you start looking at it from a serve perspective, things are going to start blossoming for you. No matter what you've been through, don't matter. I'm talking about past your wildest dreams. If you look at it from a serve perspective, because if you serve that way, I you can allow to be served. Now, see, if you serve, if you just serve, no matter how rich a person is, they get to that point. That's just that's just the feeling. I mean, I mean, they don't disclose it enough to me, or disclose it enough. Period. But I know about the feeling. See, I know about it. And then, like I say, in a lot of shows you have, especially today's times. They give you the real if you're looking for it. If you're seeking, it's so easy to find because they write it into the real content of today. And I said that to mention and make mention of one show in particular, which is Billions. I saw an episode of it eh, last year. Where's the guy Axe, or anyone who watched the show, it's the billionaire guy on there who the show was built around. The guy Axe went to buy a football team. And, you know, the guy let him know, in short, that... uh. It was like being crowned. You were like royalty to be part of that. And that's just a thing when you look at it. Hmm. That's just a hell of a club to belong to. But, you know, I said that to say the guy wasn't allowed to get in. You see? So and to be a billionaire, but he was he was denied. And that's that's what it's about being, you know, being made, first of all. But secondly, more importantly, is the guy who didn't allow him to get in told him. During one of their conversations that, you know, the first million you made, these are two billionaires talking. Yeah, yeah. You know, the feeling he gave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that. Yeah. The first million you made, you're a billionaire now. Because all you got is your story, even if you get to the point of being a billionaire, the only thing you have is the story. The meat of the story is the story. So he says, well, when you get to where I'm at and you give, he used the word, when you give and serve, it multiplies that first feeling you have, the first million you made by 10. That scene blew me away. Not verbatim, word for word, but in essence... That's what he gave him. And the guy looked at him The scene where they shot it. Right. Because Axe, the guy he was talking to, the beer, other beer, and that guy, his eyes widened. Like he really learned. He just learned something. That's what the look he had. So I said he wrote it well, because the expression he gave was, he just learned something wide eyed, which I thought was good. So, yeah, is to give. So th- that's form of giving, I'm not saying send me anything. I'm saying serve whatever you're doing. Do it in the, the capacity of servitude. Serve, not, you don't have to boil yourself down or go beneath anyone or be beneath anyone, but serve is with an open heart and an open mind and not even any expectations. Me, I'm saying as a driver, I'm going to get paid for what I do. That's a given, but not with any expectations, man. So it's like, I do it freely and the the people feel it. They know it. I feel it. So that's what I mean, because I get a lot from it. I like feeling good. That's a big thing with me. I love feeling good. I love it. And these little things, that's what help. You know, you can't buy balance. You can't buy the balance. You can go get cool sculpting, lips, butts, chest, you can go get it. bicep, everything put on. You can't go buy the balance. You can't buy the balance. And that's why my whole movement is black and white. That's the only colors I wear, mainly, because I understand it. Like I say, certain people, just think of you raised a certain way in the Hamptons. Not everyone was raised in the Hamptons But think if you I think like this sometimes Think if you were raised in the Hamptons Now I drive people from the Hamptons There's there's shit on Beverly Hills Beverly Hills is like beneath them A young girl told me that I was like what? She said yeah You gotta come to the Hamptons Greg I'm like yeah maybe just do that Just to check it out Because she shit on Beverly Hills Yeah So you know it raises a certain way you're going to be a certain way and the only reason why I'm mad or hated or upset it, cuz the way you and I don't understand it and I don't understand that I don't understand you and I'm not supposed to understand it i I'm not I don't know about well, none of that shit what's going on what you are talking about so let me either just live with not understanding it or let me investigate and. Try to understand you and how you may be from living that way. And definitely vice versa. I just, you know, I mean, come on. It's just people with more can just do. If everyone could take the concept like me, I love to tell people $5, $10 is not going to change my life, man. I'm not going to die today if I don't have this $5 or $10. Bill's not going to be paid. I'm still going to be able to buy gas. I'll be able to eat, drink my little coffee pay my bills gas and the main things and keep moving dress go to the cleaners keep my you know self you know up to par if I give them five or ten dollars it won't change that it won't I won't even notice it so for people who really have something five or ten thousand you know that that the frickin' do for a person that myself's gonna curse know what that'll do for a person's life five or ten thousand dollars that's a life changer for some people. And it won't change yours. Damn these people! It's simple. Like, well, we need to talk about this because so many poor man. Fuck talking. Five or ten thousand dollars. You don't even have to know them. Just is just this, this Smith family here. Yeah, here. Throw the check and run. <laughs> throw, throw the money on and just run Get the fuck out of there. Somebody start shooting if that's what you're afraid of. But man, five or ten thousand dollars to change somebody's whole damn life and give them some hope. That they didn't have five, six thousand prior to that. They didn't have it. And then five, six, ten. Better not say fifteen. Change a person's whole get down. I mean, the whole person, unless you got you a fool, now you're just gonna go out and party. But now you got a person who can look a certain way and take a direction. I'm not going down this street. I think I'm gonna go this way. Get some breathing room. Let can breathe now. Okay, let me see. All right. You can figure it out then. That's what it means. So, I mean, but, you know, gives you a better shot. Him, you know, leg up. So that's my thing. That simplifies. Then we don't have to talk about shit. We don't have to talk about nothing. Just throw it in the doorway. Keep going. You know, they're they going to spin it. Just make it out the cash. Fuck it. Throw it in the doorway. Ball it up and throw it. If that's what you got to do. Because that's gonna that's going to add to their life, man. And it won't disrupt yours unless it will like me I'd love to give five six thousand I don't have five six thousand dollars to give me but if I did yeah I've done it but I mean I would love to that change your whole life and it's nothing but it's something it's nothing it ain't nothing so yeah so that's just you know the approach you know that I'd like to take on it as opposed to uh, let's talk about it and let's you know and that's what the platform is for. And, uh, you know, we got a number here, 888-627-6008, for anyone who want to reach out and talk about what we're talking about. And uh, I usually give that a lot earlier. But this week I had to get this thing off and lead up into this because, uh, you know, that's what it's about being, you know, being made. I don't have to wait on anyone. anyway. I govern myself and just, you know, just do what I can. And that's okay, too. Because it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, like I like say, I'm out in about every day. So I get a chance to see the high and the low. You know, and it's a cool thing because what it does for me is it balances my perspective just on people. Because I need to respect this dude who way, way low. Just like I respect Mr. Drysdale. If anybody from the old school, I love calling just a respected, well-to-do, especially g- gentleman client, Drysdale. Because that's Mr. Drysdale from Beverly Hills Village. So back in the day. So, yeah. So I got to respect these two gentlemen, these two people the same way. So I got to balance myself to be able to do that. So, you know, I reach for that. And um, the things that I do, I'm able to talk, you know, by the grace of God, I'm able to talk about it in the show. And hopefully uh, inflict that upon someone else, that thinking. And uh, maybe they can, you know, carry it on. That's that each one teach one thing to me. That's what it means to me on this end. And, you know, every week, you know, I'm just grateful for anyone, especially that one listener I got. But for anyone that take the time to listen out and listen to the podcast a little later, either or. I just want to thank you. I really appreciate you. And we're looking to make some change. We've made changes with everything so far. That's by the grace of God. But I say that to say we're making changes constantly on and on. And we're looking for some huge things to happen for us. Got some pretty good news just the other day in reference to the broadcast. And we're looking to do that. We're Also, we're on iHeartRadio, of course. And I, you know, I have music on Spotify and Apple under G. Blackwell, like the mammal. B-L-A-C-K-W-H-A-L-D. Got an EP on there with four tracks. I think you may enjoy that. Working on some new music. I'm in the studio now. And um, looking to do some uh, unexpected... Uh, Mind blowing things soon. So stay tuned again. Thanks for joining us this week. Be good to yourself and those around you. Peace.